Beloved, this is Commanding the Year, 2023 series. It is a yearly solemn feast instructed by God, in which we commit the year into God's hands, and command the year to go in line with God's will for us. Join us now in today's episode. Constituent of, you know, praises, which is general or public praise. Are we together? Yes. That is praise with the brethren in public fellowship. General or public praise, public praise, that's praise with the brethren in um, fellowship. Um, uh, praise is a personal act of worship, amen to Jesus, um, from the saints to the Lord. And when it is done as individual, we make ourselves conscious of the presence of God in our life. The Bible says, let every bread that has, let everything that has bread, praise the Lord. Are we together? Yes. So praise is personalized. Praise is individual. And just the same, the Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. We praise God on an individual note. Um, my praise cannot be your praise. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have your praise, I have my praise. Amen to Jesus. Amen. And that's the reason why if we understand how personal praise is, we can be able to live a praiseful life. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Because um, no matter how much it is, you cannot live on another man's praise. Praise God forevermore. Amen. You cannot live on another man's praise. Um, just the same way you cannot live on another man's faith for long. Are we together? Amen. Even if you are depending on the faith of your man of God, it gets to a point where you have to use your own faith. You have to work it out by yourself now so we also have to have our faith praise on an individual note that's why praise has to be a personal revelation amen that's our teaching on praises so that everyone can have personal revelations personal revelations about praise personal revelations about praise personal revelation about praise so it's praise is meant to be a personal thing um, 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 um service to render to god amen to jesus a personal um, um, um payment we give to god are we together? Yes. All right. So um, when we become, um, when we praise God, we make ourselves conscious of the presence of God in our lives, and that's very important for us to note because uh, one of the challenges that the, uh, the average Christian has is that we get to put of feeling that God is no longer with us. Are we together? Yeah. We, we hear people say, "God, where are you?" Even when we don't say it like that, verbatim, our actions can also depict saying, "God, where are you?" You get what I'm saying? Yes. God, where are you? So, such kind of actions, you know, are propelled by absence of praise. They are propelled, they are, they are, they are triggered by absence of praise. When we are not praiseful, we discover that we suddenly become unconscious of the presence of God. Are we together? And it's very dangerous for every child of God. Every child of God wants to become unconscious of the presence of God. It's very, very, very dangerous. The Bible is speaking about um, Joseph and Jesse about tonight. The Bible says, and the Lord was with him, and he was successful. Now, we're talking about somebody who was sold as a slave. He was stripped naked and, you know, um, 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 inspected like an animal. The way they, they, they sell slaves there. You, you, you inspect the slave as if he's an animal. You know, inspected like, like an animal. And then, from there, he was sold as a slave into Potiphar's house. Now, looking at the situation surrounding his life, there was no reason for you to say that... God was with Joseph, number one. Number two, it looked like it was going in, in a downward spiral from the pit to Potiphar's house, from Potiphar's house to the prison. It looked like it was just going downward and downward and downward and downward. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. Now, so that looks like what jo Joseph was experiencing. And, but above all, the Bible also says he was successful. 
The Bible does not say he was successful when he became prime minister. The Bible says he was successful when he was what? When he was um he was being sold as a slave, when he he lived in Potiphar's house, are you get what I'm saying? Yes. And also when he was a prisoner, the Bible says he was successful. Why was he successful? Because God was with him. Now, so success is not dependent on what you have or what you don't have. Amen. Physically. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Success, success is dependent on who you have. And once we have God, it means that we are successful. Over the years, Christians have been able to define success by what we have and what we don't have. With that, we say, okay, I'm a successful person. Okay, I'm not a successful person. I don't have this, I have that, and so I'm successful. But Joseph's success was not dependent on what he had or what he didn't have. It was dependent on who he had. And who did he have? He had God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, and he was conscious of that presence of God. That's why even when Potiphar's wife wanted him to sin again, to, 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 to commit um, you know, fornication, he would have done it and nobody would have known. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, she was a, definitely a smart woman. She would know how to cover up. Are you getting what I'm saying? But he said, how can I sin against God? And you get what I'm saying? That means he was conscious, too conscious of the presence of God. That's what he said. How can I sin against God? The consciousness of the presence of God was what enveloped him, was what took charge of him. Are you getting me? He was too conscious of the presence of God, overconscious of the presence of God. Praise God forevermore. And why was that so? It means that he was a man of praise. He was a person of praise. Are we together? Praise makes us conscious of the presence of God. Um, why is this so? It is so because, you know, um, when we become conscious of the presence of God, God, um, it is made manifest. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Now, um, this means that the manifested presence of God is His presence we are conscious of. Now, the presence of God is everywhere. David said, how can I run away from your presence, O Lord? Even if I make my bed in hell, you are there. Are you getting what I'm saying? God's presence is everywhere. God is omnipresent. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so even around where the unbelievers, that's why the Bible speaking, it says, you know, when, um, when people commit sin and they do it as though they think that God is not seeing them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. But God is seeing them. Why is God seeing? Because not only does he see, his eyes sees through and through the earth, it's also because he's present. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, but the difference between the presence of God and the manifested presence of God. Now, when as, indivi- as, Christ- as individuals, the presence of God is everywhere. Even in hell, even among God, the presence of God is everywhere. I get what I'm saying. Now, for when you mean, and I mean everywhere, that means even where unbelievers are, the presence of God is there. Are you getting me? But now, there's something called the manifested presence of God. My separate presence of God is when God makes his presence manifest and revealed. Are you getting what I'm saying? And now, the manifested presence of God happens when we praise God. This means that the manifested presence of God is his presence we are conscious of. Now, so what does that mean? When we praise God, we become conscious of his presence. When we are not conscious of his presence, it is not yet, we are not allowing it to manifest in our lives. Though he's there, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Because God never leaves us. Are you getting what I'm saying? He never leaves the saints. In fact, if he is in 
as if he said, even in hell, he's there. If he's everywhere, the one about the saints, he never leaves us. The new creation, he never leaves us. He's always there. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 says, Let your conversation be without conversation, uh, covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. God will never leave us, nor what? Forsake us. He's always with us. That's why it's called Emmanuel. God with us. He's always with us. Are you getting what I'm saying? But now it's one thing for God to always be with us. And it's another thing for us to be conscious of his presence with us. Now, though he's with us, um, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit, he comes upon people, he uses them, and then he leaves. Are you getting what I'm saying? In the New Testament, he resides in us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Emmanuel um, um, uh, uh, Emmanuel means God with us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, and that's what Jesus, you know, actually, um, did while he was on earth, amen to Jesus. He walked the face of the earth as Emmanuel. But now, far in addition to Emmanuel, is um, um, the Comforter who is in us. Are you getting it? Yeah. Now, so for the New Testament, for the for the new creation, it's such a great blessing because we have Him with us and we have Him in us. Are you getting it? Yeah. We have Him with us and we have Him what in us. Now, but He is with us. And he is in us. That is beautiful enough. But if we are not conscious of his presence, there is a tendency for us to think that he's not with us and he's not in us. Sometimes some challenges come our way that makes us believe that God is not with us and God is not in us. Are you getting me? Yes. Sometimes life just kind of presses us on our side and it makes us believe that God is not with us and God is not in us. And we don't need to come out Babati and say, God, where are you? Or God, why are you not with me? Are you getting what I'm saying? Our actions and reactions will reveal that. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, that is the reason why praise is important. Because He is with us. He is in us. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Are you getting what I'm saying? But now, praise makes us conscious of His presence in us. Are you getting me? Yes. It brings the consciousness of his presence in us. Now, the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the word, renewing of your mind. Uh, Romans 12, verse 2. By the renewing of your mind. Now, renewing of your mind is, a, is, is something that we have to continuously do. Why must we continuously do it? Because on the average, our mind, hello, our mind is always messed up. Messed up. When I mean messed up, I mean it is messed up. Our mind is always messed up. The news is there. The environment is there. Many bad news is everywhere. Social media is there. Everything. In fact, when you don't even need them, they come. They pop up on your phone. So our mind is messed up. Are you getting what I'm saying? And there's a tendency to feel that and to think that God has left us. Are you getting me? You know, there's this tendency to feel that God has left us. And that is the reason why we owe it a duty to ourselves to manifest the presence of God in our lives. Now, God cannot force his presence to manifest. We are the one to make it manifest. Can you get what I'm saying? The Bible speaking, it says when the temple was being um, dedicated in the time of Solomon, you know, it says when they offered offerings unto the Lord, the Bible says the presence of God filled the whole temple like a, a thick cloud. And what? The priests could not stand to carry out their, 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 their services. 
Now they have to do something. Are you getting me? Yeah. For the presence of God to manifest. Yeah. God will not force his manifested presence in our lives. He is in us. He lives in us. He is with us. But for his presence to manifest in our lives, he's not going to force it. We have a responsibility to make his presence manifest. And the way we make his presence manifest is by being making ourselves conscious of that presence. And how do we get conscious of the presence? By praises. On an individual note, praising God makes us conscious of God's presence. Are we together? Yes. Our not being conscious of God's presence does not make him absent either. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see, that's the beautiful thing about it because you're not conscious of it doesn't make him upset. But it's to your benefit to become conscious of his presence. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Doesn't make him upset. But we can become conscious of his presence when we praise him because God inhabits the praise of his people. He does what? He inhabits the praise of his people. Psalm 22 verse 3 says, But thou art holy, O thou, that inhabited the praises of Israel. So, what does that mean? Um, it doesn't mean that God does not have a place to stay if we don't praise. Are you getting what I'm saying? God stays in us. Are we together? Yeah. He lives in us. Are you getting it? He lives in us. He lives in us. Do you know that, the, that your body is at the temple of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit dwells in you? Are we together? Yeah. So the Lord dwells in us. He always has a place to stay in us. Even when we are not conscious of him, he still stays there. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting it? But now, when we praise him, we allow him through his influence all around us. Mm. He fully manifests. Mm. There is a phanerosis of his presence. Mm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, he's there, it's fine, but he wants to throw his weight in our whole life. Are you getting what I'm saying? He wants his presence to be felt and seen tangibly in our lives. Are you getting me? And that only happens when we praise him. So he inhabits our praise, means that he now to, he now shows that he's living. Are you get what I'm saying? He shows that he's living there. You see, there, there's, a, there's something like when somebody is living in a house and he's just living there. And you know, nobody knows he's living there. But there's a situation where he now begins to show that he's living in that house. Mm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe the, the lighting system he begins to use, the sound system he begins to use, and many other things to show that what he's living in the house. To show that he's living in the house. So God inhabiting our praise means that he now shows that he's living in us. And the only way God can show that living in us is through our praise. So if we do not praise God, it means that we are not allowing God to express, show to the world that is in us. Now, we don't need to show off God, that God is living in us, but God wants to even show off that living in us. Mm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. And you see, when we praise Him, <laughs> when the Bible says, Let your life so shine before men that they may see that good works and glorify the Father which is in one major way for us to make our life shine is to be praisers. Mm. It's to be praisers. Praisers, no matter what we see, just praising God. 24-7, just praising God. You know what? When we do that, God begins to now show the world, show people that He's living in us. 
You don't need to show anything. You don't need to. You don't need to make try to prove anybody. He just begins to show that man, I'm living here. This room I'm residing. That's my house. You see, when you like your house, you can tell people come to my house. I get what I'm saying. Yes. But if your house is not beautiful, you, uh, don't, 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 um, when they say, um, uh, I want to come, you say, uh, let's meet some here. Are you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Reminds me of when um, um, there, were some, uh, there were some people who were in church here, and I told them, I want to come and visit your houses, and none of them allowed me to come to their house to visit them. Mm -hmm. I was that down to I said, even if wherever you are living, you know, it's a job of a pastor to come and see where his members are living so that he can even know how to pray. But you see, it was here I saw uh, members that have they have it upside down. Because when you see that your members are living in in, in conditions that are not favorable, it will it will, it will um, engineer you to pray more for them. It will engender you to pray more for them and even to, you know, the necessary wisdom and counsel you need to give to them so that their lives can, you know, improve. It now, you, 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 can, you can give to them. But it was so pathetic to see a set of people who didn't want me to come and know their house. And you see, I was like, this is my first time ever seeing this, you know. It was really strange. A group of people, didn't, the whole of them, didn't want me to know their house. I was like, well, except for one that allowed me to know his house. And we also saw that in one of the churches we planted also, some you tell people want to come they say no. So it's like they don't want you to know their house. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. For reasons best from them. Now, no matter if you have a clean conscience and if you if you are comfortable with what God has given you per time, you will not be afraid for your pastor to know your house. Yes. Neither will you be ashamed for your pastor to know your house. Even if you are living in a slum, you be you you tell pastor no matter. In fact, let pastor come and see so that when he's praying. If you know how to pray for me, hey, if you know how to pray for me, so I don't need to tell Pastor Pastor my condition is critical. He has seen my house, he knows the criticality of my condition. And so he knows how to pray for me. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so when people don't want to show their house, there are reasons for that. God wants to show his house. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. We are his house. And he wants to show the world his house. He wants to show people his house. Are you getting what I'm saying? And when we praise him, we he, we, he inhabits us. That means he shows to all that this is where he is located. This is where he resides. This is where he's staying. Are we together? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, although God manifests himself in our individual lives, he wants to manifest himself in us when we come together as a body. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so I've seen that he manifests himself in our individual life, and the way he does that is by praises. When we praise, you see, praise is for our benefits. You see, we are paying him for our benefit. You get what I'm saying? Because you can't quantify, you can never ever quantify what God can do when we praise him. You can never quantify it. How God begins to show people that this is where I live. Testimonies of people knowing you that you never even knew because you are a praiser. God says, Is God and God is the one who goes to bed? This is where I live. That's my house. That, that, that's my house. That's where, that's where I happen. That's where I happen. You know, you want to be the happening point of God, be a praiser. See, God wants to happen, but He needs men to allow Him happen. And the way we allow Him happen is by praising. You know how God feels when for the past three years he has not shown anybody that is living in you. <laughs> he has not shown nobody that's living in you. He has not shown nobody that's living in you. 
Can I show anybody that's giving him? For the past three years, three years. I can imagine that. And you have been praying, you have been fasting, and God is not showing anybody that living, is living in you. You have to switch over. You see, um, as a ministry, we have been praying for years. For years we've been praying. As a ministry, I have been praying. But you know, I knew that there is an eyes that I have to break. And so when the Lord told us praise from late last year, and this January, he told us praise. My God, I knew that this one, we have to do it intentionally. On the third of this month, we had our highest place on our podcast since inception. Since a little over two years, the highest. And that highest is the peak in a day. The Lord hit that peak in a day. 250 plays in one day meant for 250 plays. On the average, maybe 250 people played the teachings you are teaching. And do you know what that means? It's not one that 50 people sit under a physical They can press what you are playing and listen to it. That means God is actually doing what? Showing people where he lives. Amen. Are you not saying? Yes. Are we together? Yes. And also, we are beginning to see something happening. We are beginning to see something happening already. I wonder, wow, this is God at work. This is God at work. But you see, we didn't start seeing these things until we engaged praise. Because when you start engaging praise, you are told God, all right, I am not conscious of you. Now you show yourself, show the world your, 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 your house. Remain connected. Teaching continues shortly. Beloved, we will like to introduce to you one of our latest book releases. Titled, The Greatest Word from the Greatest Man, authored by Chimdi Ohahuna. This book unveils the greatest word that ever mattered to the destiny of mankind. The truth of the redemptive work of Christ is presented in its simple and astoundingly profound format. The greatest word from the greatest man is especially good for new additions to the family of God. That is, babes in Christ. It offers deep, clear, and simple knowledge of God's love, the God-man Jesus and his purpose, the dead man owed God and its settlement. It is highly recommended for every believer in Christ. Order a copy today via Amazon. Welcome back. Now, so that means that if there's no praise, God cannot actually show people that this is where he stays. He habits the praises of Israel. So, for him to habit, for him to, for him to actually stay comfortable in Israel, it has to be in the environment of praise. For God to stay comfortably in our lives, it has to be in the environment of praise. If our life is not praiseful, we don't make God comfortable. He's there, but he's not comfortable. I get what I'm saying? And I tell you, God wants to be comfortable in our lives. And we have to make him comfortable. Extremely comfortable. This is a, a decision we have to take by the help of the Holy Spirit. God, I'm going to make you comfortable in my life. No matter how difficult it is, I'm going to make you comfortable in my life. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that you cannot start telling people, this is where I'm staying. See, do you know that there are some prayer points you are making that only making God comfortable will bring the answers to our doorstep? Yes, sir. There are some things we are looking for God to do for us that just making it comfortable with the place, with, 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 by giving the atmosphere of praise will just make those things start looking for us. Why? Because God will go and start advertising his location to them. Are you get what I'm saying? Yes. You need a job. 
God goes to advertise to the CEO that needs to employ you and say, see, that's where I live. And if you want your company, you want me in your company, you better take that person. And you don't know the person and the person just gets your job. And you get what I'm saying? Yes. Praise God. So although God lives in us as individuals, he wants to manifest himself in us when we come together as a body. He also wants that. Now, so though it's an individual thing, yes, he wants it in reality. God also wants it what? As a body. He wants it on a corporate note. You see, this is what we need to understand about God. We have an individual working out of our salvation. We also have a corporate working out. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Bible says, bear you one another body. There's a place where we corporately bear our bodies. And then the Bible also says, let everyone bear his own body. So we must know these things are important. Are you getting what I'm saying? Know how to bear your own body, know how to bear one another's body. There must be a place of individuality and there must be a place of corporate. And God works with the two for his presence to be made manifest. And you get what I'm saying? Yes. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Now, why does God do this? Why does God want to manifest himself in us as a body? He wants to manifest in us as a body because we together form the body of Christ, which is his bride. And God desires and loves to manifest himself in us. We together form the body of Christ. And the body of Christ is the bride of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 25 says, Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. Ye are what? The body of Christ. And you get what I'm saying? And then, Ephesians 5 verse 25 says, Husband, love your wife, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. So now, the church is a, is a, is a, is a bride of Christ, is a wife, wife of Christ. And you get what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. And um, the, the church is also the body of Christ. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah, Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. Now, um, it, it, it's, so, it's so beautiful that um, if you look at the marriage, the, 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 the marriage feast in the ancient Jewish tradition, that is the context in which Jesus spoke about the wedding feast. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, he talks about, you know, the, 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 the groom proposes to the bride, are you getting what I'm saying? And then they separate themselves for one year. Um, for one year, they separate themselves with no contact, are you getting what I'm saying? And then after one year, the groom's father is the one who decides the day of marriage. And it's at night, he's not in the morning, it's at night. And then for that one year, the bride has to be prepared, waiting for that day with her bridesmaid. Because it may come in the day she doesn't expect, and if she's not prepared, then no marriage goes on. Are you know what I'm saying? And then on that night, the groom, the groom's father, even the groom does not even know the day. That's why Jesus says he doesn't, the son of man does not know the day or the hour. Only the Lord knows the day or the hour. Are you know what I'm saying? The father just stabbed the son at night and said, okay, it's time to go. It's time to go. And then that night he go with the procession. And with the procession, he carries his, his groomsmen and they walk towards the bride's family house. And the bride is meant to be alert, waiting, prepared. And if she's prepared, she comes out with the, with the, um, with the um, bridesmaid and then they hold a feast for the wedding. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, that is the official wedding. Now, Jesus, he paid the price for us as his bride. Are you getting what I'm saying? And after paying that price, price for us as a bride, he went to heaven, which was the price of his life, salvation. He went to heaven. Now, he is coming back again to take that bride. That coming back again is likened to that one year that the groom stays waiting, uh, waiting for the day his father says it's time. Are you getting what I'm saying? And now, question is, between that one year and that period, 
the the is the is the bride his wife. Now, from the um, he has proposed to her, he has done some necessary whatsoever uh, that, that that says, okay, I want to marry you. But from the legal perspective, he has not sealed the deal. Are you getting what I'm saying? He hasn't sealed the deal. He's to seal the deal of that, you know, on uh, on the night when he comes for the wedding, and then there is a feast to that effect. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, now Jesus has paid the price for us. He has paid the price for us. And he has made us accepted before the brethren. That's the beautiful thing about we the church. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, he has made us accepted before the brethren. He has made us his righteousness. So now, as it were, he has sealed the deal for us. Are you getting what I'm saying? But we have a part to be prepared. Are you getting me? Yes. We have a part to be prepared. He has sealed the deal. He has made us acceptable before the, uh, uh, acceptable, uh, 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 He has made us his very righteousness. But we have a part to be prepared. Why? Because he's coming for us. And then he says he's coming for a church without what? Spot or wrinkle. Spot or wrinkle. Study that. You can check up our teachings. You look at spot and spot or wrinkle. And actually, he's coming for a prepared bride. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. That's the reason why the church is still going through a lot of metamorphosis. The metamorphosis is actually the preparation. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. He's coming for a prepared bride. And that prepared bride, when it comes for that bride, that bride will have removed wrinkles which have to do with aging. We discover that the church has gone through a lot of age, a lot of years, and the aging we have experienced has made us develop so many things. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. And then spots um, um, speaks of blemishes. And this, as, as a result of our interaction with ourselves, we are able to develop a lot of blemishes. Praise God forevermore. Now, but Jesus says the church is coming from without, without what? Spots, no wrinkles. That means, despite all the spots and wrinkles they are claiming to see, Jesus said the one is coming for the last one. That means he will deal with those spots. He will clean them up. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, that is no, basically on the grounds of his righteousness, number one. Number two, that is also on the grounds of the kind of church is coming. That's why the Apostle Paul said that the offense will be falling away. They will be falling away because the falling away will have to, have to, have to happen because the, uh, uh, um, those that are chosen to remain with wrinkles and spots, they have to find their way out. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then those that want to enjoy his righteousness and live prepared for him, then they have they, they stay. And then when he comes, he will present us to the Father. And then there will be a great feast. Now, this period we are saying is that just one year period. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are waiting. We are waiting. But now, for us to remain prepared as a body, we have to make ourselves what? Conscious of the presence of God. And how do we do that? By praises. So, when as a body we come together and we praise with this understanding, we keep the consciousness of God in us. And that is what makes for effectual fellowship. The actual part is that when we praise with revelation, spots and wrinkles give way. When we praise without revelation, we are just doing bodily exercise that permitted little. It's activity. Are you getting what I'm saying? But when we praise with revelation, spots and wrinkles give you. We learned uh, yesterday that when we praise, we become we 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 we, we, we become love. We, we release God's love back to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then we can actually love people. Now that's the reason why I'm not, I don't have a problem with when I see people come together and they are dancing and dancing. But my question is, are they praising with revelation? Because there's no way you will praise revelation and the spots and wrinkles will keep beholding themselves to us. Mm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. 
We've always said Jesus loves his church. Jesus loves, but he's coming for a church with that and wrinkles. He loves his church, but he's coming for a church with that and wrinkles. Yes. And so we must be prepared for that coming. Are you get what I'm saying? We must prepare for that coming. And that like, praising with understanding is very important. If, if, if we, when we praise God with understanding, we discover that we 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 allow God to habit us as a as a group, as a body. Are you get what I'm saying? Yes. And then we just see ourselves begin to flow in line with it. Now, when we become more conscious of the presence of God, there are many things we become unconscious of. Yes. When we become more conscious of presence of God, we become unconscious of sin. Are you get what I'm saying? We become unconscious of this weight and sin that actually beset us. Are we together? Yes. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, so the issue here is that most of the time we complain about and um, the church is is, 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 there's so much sin in the church. No, the issue is, are we praising God with revelation? Because once we are praising God with revelation, we become more and more conscious of what? His presence. And the consciousness of His presence makes us unconscious of the presence of weight and sin that easily besets us. This is unconscious of the presence of the devil. So the reason why the devil can have a few days in our lives is because we are too conscious of him and so unconscious of God. And when all you are doing is running through the social media, running through the news, running through the society, running through the everywhere, trying to get information on what is happening, you'll be more conscious of your environment than you are conscious of who, 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 is, who is inhabiting you. That's why praise is very important as a body. It's important because it helps us remove the spots and the wrinkles. It helps brotherly love continue. So when I see people, they come and they are dance, and at the end of the day, they are still rechanting themselves. I know very well that they do not praise as a body. They might have come as individuals, praising for their individual reasons. I started off by saying, as individuals, we must praise God. Are you get what I'm saying? But there is a place of corporate praise. The place of corporate praise is what makes the presence of God inhabit us as a body and makes us love ourselves without struggle. Mm. And so when we say that we come together and we are still having issues, we are still dealing with, you know, relationship issues and everything kind. Yes. We are still dealing with exactly, we are still dealing with love and respect. Then we must ask ourselves, what kind of praise are we doing? Mm. Are we doing activity or are we praising God? Are we just scare guys and some groups and some clubs that are just coming to club? Are we clubbing or are we praising? Because over the years, it looks like we have been tilting towards the clubbing more than the praising. Are you get what I'm saying? And we have come with our individuality in praise and refuse to accept the corporate nature of praise. So let everybody praise God. God, God, God is God. God will bless you as an individual. Praise Him for your miracle. I agree with that. For my brother, if all we do is to praise God for our own individual miracle, where do we start praising Him as a body? Because the church is a body, and the church, the Bible says, the mountain of the Lord shall be exalted above every mountain, and many shall trip on Him. The mountain there is a church of yours. Now, until we understand that we are a body, we keep praising for individual miracles, and yet our individual miracle will not be able to make the presence of God manifest on the earth. We must move from praising as individuals. To praising as a body. When we praise as a body, we don't need to pray concerning love and respect. We don't need to pray concerning wrinkles and spots. They will just find their way out because we become more conscious of the presence of God than we are conscious of the petty things that disturb us. Yes. 
praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. So when we praise God together as a body, God inhabits our praise and manifests himself. He manifests himself. And you know what? When this happens, the effect of his manifested presence is seen in diverse manifestations. Oh. Are you know what I'm saying? Yes. Now, far beyond diverse manifestations is that it is seen in our love and unity. Because diverse manifestation is a level. Are you know what I'm saying? Yes. The priests, they, they, they offered sacrifice and, 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 and the prayers of God were so strong that they could not carry out their, their, their duties. Are you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's, a, it's a level. Are you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, we, we feel that presence. But now, you see miracles, we praise God, I will see miracles, yeah, we thank God. That's a level. But see, there's a level that God wants us to step, step up higher to. Because when we praise God as individuals that come together, He will manifest individual in us. And that's why we will not succeed miracles, individual miracles. Mm-hmm. I get what I'm saying? Yes. Because, okay, 500 of us came in to, to, together and we praise God individually, though there is a praise leader meeting. And we are dancing individually, we are singing individually, we are praising individually. We have individual miracles. Are you know what I'm saying? That's beautiful. That's a manifestation of His presence. Are you know what I'm saying? But there is a dimension that is higher than that. That dimension is when we are going beyond praising God individually to praising God as a body. That is the realm that the church is meant to be crying for. We have remained at the first realm. And it's a beautiful realm. Even at the first realm, we are enjoying a lot. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. We're enjoying a lot. But this second realm is the real realm. That's the realm God is calling for. When we enter this realm, we are going beyond the realm of diverse manifestations of God. We are going to the realm of what? The manifested presence of God in us as a body. Where you see love and unity. You see respect. You see honor for one another. You see weight and sin that easily besets us just fly off. And we now stand as a body and we stand as a, as a mountain on the mountain. As a force that cannot be resisted. Yes. That is the heart cry of God for us as a church. I get what I'm saying. And that is the church that Jesus is coming for, the church with that force and wrinkle. The church with that force and wrinkle is a church that has praise, that praises God as a body not as individuals. Yes. We are still at the individual level. That's why we come to church, we praise God as individuals together, and we see individual miracles coming up. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. But there's a level God is calling us to. It's a level of praising Him as a body, and we see a body miracle. Oh. <laughs> That's why we now become a force to be reckoned with. Oh. Just a little tip on this. I learned about a particular um, church. It's a European world. He said, and this church, they, 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 they worship and worship to an extent. They worship and worship to an extent where gold dust begins to fall into the building. Gold dust begins to fall. There's no gold dust in the roof. Are you getting what I'm saying? But from the atmosphere, gold dust just begins to fall in the atmosphere, inside the church building. That way becomes so thick with the presence of God that gold dust, God so manifested that gold dust begins to fall. And they worship and it falls and falls and falls. And when they are done worshiping, they gather the gold dust and they go and sell it and the church makes money. Now, that one was not for I me, mean, it was not individual miracles. Is that not so? Yes. 
We have say, oh, we praise God. Ah, a blind eye open, a deaf ear open. And those are individual miracles. Those are manifestations of God that are individual means. It's just individuals coming, carrying their own individual praise to the corporate praise, but still praising on an individual note and getting individual miracles. But what God is seeking for is a, is a higher dimension, which is the real dimension. When we will come together as a body and praise God as a body, and as we praise Him as a body, what happens? We begin to see a, this manifested presence in us as a body, and we begin to see body miracles. Yes. Begin to see body, the body manifesting. The church as a whole manifesting will now become a force that cannot be what? Stopped. Yes, Lord. And this is an aspect of praises that the church has to enter into. Thank God for individual miracles. Thank God for God manifesting himself. And on individual notes, we see miracles. But what we need now is God manifesting himself and we become a body. You don't need to preach about love again. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't need to preach about husband, love your wife, wife, submit. No, you don't need to preach about it. You don't need to preach about uh, you don't need to preach about uh, unity of faith. No, you don't need to preach about uh, uh, wait and see that really preserved us. Because we come together, and as we come together, we corporately praise God. That means our hearts are knitted together in praise. It's a level where I am connected to you in praise, you are connected to me in praise. Are you get what I'm saying? And because our hearts are knitted together in praise, we see God manifest on us together. Not on individuals, but on us together. Now, if all we need is, is individual manifestation in our life, in our, in, in, in manifestation in our life is inhabiting our praise as individuals, we can do that at home. Yeah, we can do it at home. Do it at home. He will manifest, he will, he will manifest in your life as an individual. You can do it at home. Are you getting what I'm saying? When we come together, we need to step up higher. Are you getting what I'm saying? We need to step up higher. The, the level of we praising God and seeing miracles is a very beautiful level. That's a beautiful level. Are you getting what I'm saying? But now there is a higher level. And that level is where you manifest on us in totality as a body. And we now become a force to be recognized. Say, look at this force. Look at them. Look at them. Look at them. This is, there's something about them. There's something, uh, that's what we're talking about here. There's something about them. It's good to pray, but when we pray and pray and pray, you see, we will not be able to make him inhabit us. We will not get that consciousness we need of his presence just by praying alone. You know what I'm saying? When we can praise him with this revelation, we get his consciousness. And you know what? We become, the church will become the first of You will not hear things like, um, um, these Christian folks, and uh, this, you know, they're those things because you just see them and you want to. These ones are they human beings, they are just like angels. That's the level we are getting to. The church we get there because Jesus is coming for the church without spots or ego. If he says that what is coming for the devil, has no business, the devil cannot stop it from happening. You get what I'm saying? Yes. You know, let me even say something even we ourselves, we can't even stop it from happening. Yes. No, no, we can't stop it. You see, the church is coming from it says those who are there. We we, uh, we resurrect first, and those who are not there, we join up to meet him. I get what I'm saying. Now, so um, for those who don't want to enter the corporate uh, praise, maybe God will allow them to go before time. I get what I'm saying. Because what is coming to pick? Don't say those that are like in religion. That church is coming to pick that will be on earth. It will be spotless and shining. 
When we put on immortality, we have removed spots and wrinkles on earth. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. When we die, we have put removed the flesh that may bring us spots and wrinkles. So those who don't want to let go the spots and wrinkles, God will just allow them come so that they can they can be able to uh, save their 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 hair for the end. Now, but there are people who are ready for this, and they are desiring it, and God is crying for it, and He is going to see. We are going to see the church climax in that level of praise. Amen. When God begins to meet our corporate praise. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. Just open our mouth and begin to bless the name of the Lord. Out there, you've not made Jesus your Lord and personal Savior. Um, I would want to invite you to make this decision. It's the best decision you can make in your life, and I encourage you to do it. Now, if you want to make this decision, please say this prayer after me Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I know that I'm a sinner, I know that you died for me, and on Calvary's tree, you shed your blood to take away my sins. Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. I make you my Lord and personal Savior. Because you chose me, I choose to serve and follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray for you, Lord. I pray for everyone who has made this decision. Thank you for receiving them in the beloved. And thank you for giving them the grace to serve and follow you all the days of their life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available, to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number, 033-154-551-2013. Swift code, M, B, G, H, G, H, A, C, to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. You can send to account number, 033-254-551-2017 To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria Account number 554-102-0592 Also, for further enquiries, you can call us on plus 233-54-594-7132 OR Send us an email via ministry at gmail.com Today, remain ever blessed. Thanks for listening to this teaching. We believe you were blessed listening to this prophetic and life-changing teaching episode. We would like to receive your praise report of your encounter with the Lord through the ministry of Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. To send in your praise report or make a request, Kindly send us an email via ministry at gmail.com. If you need more information about the ministry and would like to give a love offering today, you can visit our website via www.chimdiohahunaministry.org. Grace to you, Jesus is Lord.